What a day. What a day. And it's good that we are here gathered in His name. And I just want to say welcome to Beecher Island. Uh, when you walked in the door, hopefully you, you, you got a little smell. I know it's going to be a great day here. <clears throat> it's a great day anyways, but it's going to get really good here in about, I don't know, I'll keep it short. Ten minutes, okay? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> it is good, and, and I... Uh, just want to say welcome, and I say it every week, but um, Beecher Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church, and I say that because I pray that this is what we preach from, and we and we pull the truth from it, we don't pluck from it, I don't pluck from it, but we stand in all of it, and uh, we live by it. We don't just let it be a book that we have words in, that we read them every Sunday, but we live it, and we walk in it, and we, and we strive to do that, and so... Um, Thank you for being here, and I'm, I'm excited, and, and uh, we are blessed that every one of you are here, every one of you, and it is good. Uh, Nathan, thank you for leading us in communion, and what a, what a time to gather and, and remember what he's done for us. As I always say, it is a celebration. It is not a, a mourning, but it is a celebration to know that we have life in his name because of what he has done. Because He is the Christ, the Son of God. It is good. We, uh, we've been in John for a while, but we're, we're nearing the end. Uh, I thought I would celebrate, but I'm kind of saddened, to be honest. <laughs> I've loved this study. I've loved working through the Gospel of John with you. I have learned so much from it. I've just been filled with, with knowledge, and, and I've probably already forgotten 90% of it, but, but some of it's sticking, and it's good. One verse that I'll hopefully make stick to my brain is John chapter 20, verse 31. Because I want you to, and I want to, and I hope that you will always read John in that reference. But not just John, but all of God's Word. And John 20, verse 31 says, But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you will have life in His name. And I pray that's how we read it always. And I pray that's how we read chapter 21 today. We're not going to read it all. Uh, it is quite a scene that we have. Quite, a, quite an account that we have in chapter 21. And as we read through this morning, keep in mind that it is written so that you will know who Christ is. But I want you to draw the imagery of it. I want you to, to imagine what's going on and imagine the scene that's taking place as Jesus meets with His disciples for the third time. Ah, if you will, turn over with me to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, and while we're getting there, let's pray. Father God, I thank You. I thank You for this morning. I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for all the blessings that You pour on us. I thank You for this church. I, I give You the praise and glory for it. You bring people here. It's not us. We don't do a thing about it. You bring people here. You bring hearts here ready to hear Your Word. And I pray that that's what we do. We honor You in that. We, we open up our hearts, our ears to Your Word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that You be so evident this morning, that it be Your words that are spoken, that I lay myself aside, 
Get out of your way and let you teach. Let you be. I thank you that that's who you are. I thank you that, Holy Spirit, you are in us when we call on Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Alright, chapter 21. We're just going to read the first part of it here. After these things, Jesus showed Himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in, the, and in this way, He showed Himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and two others of His disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to Him, We are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered, No. And He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some." So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord! Now when Simon Peter heard that it, it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask Him, Who, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed Himself to His disciples after He was raised from the dead. Man, what, a, what an imagery. What an imagery we have of this, of this account of Jesus meeting with His disciples. You know, when you start looking at the beginning of it, we can learn a lot from Peter. <laughs> Peter and all of them are sitting around, and he says, you know what, boys? I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. He didn't ask the rest of them to come. That's not what we have. He says, I'm going fishing, and the, all the rest of them said, yeah, I'm coming too. I'm going fishing with you. You know, I, I was really thinking about that this week. And, and where do you go with that? This, this is what was on my heart. For looking at Peter and, and what he's doing. Peter takes that leadership role. Right? Peter steps out there and, and starts setting a game plan. This is what I'm going to do. If you want to come along, great. And as soon as he said, I'm going fishing, they all jumped on. Right? They immediately got on the boat and they went out and fished. You know, sometimes we need that prompting of one person saying, I'm going fishing. And we all jump in and say, I'm going fishing too. Right? Sometimes we need that leadership. And we need that, we need that prompting, that, that drive, that idea of this is where we're headed. 
But then when we start looking at this story, they went out and fished all night, right? I mean, they worked so hard that Peter took his outer garment off. He was working. Right? He was working all night long. Peter was fishing. And all of them were fishing. They were all casting nets, casting nets, casting nets. And continually pulling up empty nets. You know, I thought, man, <laughs> what an image. How often do I work and work and work at something and never get a harvest? Never get anything from it? Not that it's about me, but you see, I look at this as Peter and those disciples were fishing for themselves. How often do we fish for ourselves? How often do we, in the Lord's name, go and try to recruit people to Christ? And I'm using some non-Christ word, non-church words there, I guess we'll say. But recruiting for Christ, and, and I use those words because then it's for us. We're trying to check a box. Look what I did. Look what I did for the Lord. And I bring this up because where we're headed here in a little while, we're, we're headed for that, how do I witness for the Lord? You see, they kept casting their nets and casting their nets and, and coming up short, coming up with zero. Zero. But then, somebody's standing on the, on the shore. They don't know that it's Jesus. It tells us they did not know it was Jesus. And in that, Jesus says, hey, you got any food? No. I don't know if they were thinking, man, this guy wants some of our fish. He says, hey, why don't you throw them on the other side? Why, why don't you throw your nets on the right side? And we don't even have that they grumble. Come on, we've been fishing all night. It's time to reel it in, go to the shore, be done. We don't have that, right? We, we don't have any grumbling here. We have them throwing their net to the right side. And immediately, Look, I, I believe, it doesn't say immediately, but I, that's the way that I read it. We can, we can read this, that immediately that net was over full. See, we can work and work and work and work for ourselves all we want to. But when we open our heart and our eyes to the Lord's will, and not our own, and, and we throw our net on the right side, be prepared for an overflowing net. It was so full that there was 153 fish in there that were abundant fish. They weren't little minnows, okay? They were big. It should have ripped the net, but it didn't. And, and here's what I love. John instantly, instantly gave praise where praise was due. He said, that's the Lord. Do we, are we doing that? Are we giving more praise where praise is due? John immediately said, that's the Lord. And then what did Peter do? He put on his outer garment because he was shirtless and plunged into the sea to go and see the Lord. He could have waited. He could have helped row in the boat, right? Get to the shore, see Jesus. No, he plunged into the sea to go and see the Lord. Man, are we willing to plunge into the sea? When we know it's the Lord and, and His way, are we plunging into the sea? Are we jumping in and going with 
going to see the Lord. What an imagery. What a picture I have in my head of Peter being so excited that it was the Lord that he plunged into the sea and went up there. We know it wasn't very far. The rest of the disciples probably were like, Thanks, Peter! <laughs> the imagery, right? But they row up there. They, they row up there and they pull this net which should have ripped, but they, they, they get it somewhat to shore. And then, and then Jesus says, bring some of the fish which you have caught. And here's where I draw all of my imagery of what Peter looked like from this right here, okay? Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Peter was a burly boy. Because he went and grabbed that net by himself and drug it in to land by himself. It doesn't say that any of the other disciples helped him. He grabbed the net and drug it in. 153 fish. Right? 56, whatever it was, right? Dragging it in. He drug it in by himself. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. Maybe I have the picture of Peter all wrong. Maybe he wasn't a burly boy. Maybe he was a twig who really had no possible way of dragging that net in. But with Jesus, all things are possible. I think of Peter pulling his sword and cutting off the soldier's ear. And I think of him as a, a big burly boy because that makes sense to me. But David was smaller than Goliath. A lot smaller. Maybe Peter was a little scrawny dude. That pulled that net of fish to Jesus. You see, we want a stereotype of what it takes to do the will of God and to do His work. And you have to be this, and you've had to have done that. You, you've had to uh, meet these requirements. You, you've had to, you know, do all this stuff. No. No, you don't. There's no requirement or stereotype of what it takes or the kind of person it is to do the Lord's work. I'm still going to think Peter was a burly boy. But he couldn't have pulled that net in without, without and, and that's what I truly want you to see in this imagery is that Jesus was right there with him. And he was dragging that net up with the help of Jesus. And just as you can cast your net out with the help of Jesus, that thing can be full and you can drag it in. But without Jesus, you can be just as they were all night. Catching nothing. I don't care if that's your work, that's whatever it is, that, that's your life, your home family. You can work at it all you want to, but without the Lord, it becomes a struggle. It becomes difficult. It becomes empty. You see, but once he drags it up there, Jesus says something to him. He says, come and eat breakfast. I've never seen this verse before. I know I have. 
but I've never read it like I've read it this week. Come and eat breakfast. And then he fed them. He fed them the bread and the fish. When was the last time you sat down and ate breakfast with Jesus? When was the last time you accepted the invitation of Jesus to come and eat breakfast? Literally. You see, because we can sure get empty. We can get empty spiritually. We can get empty emotionally. We can get wore out. We're not coming to eat breakfast with Jesus. We will never get refilled. We will never get fed. It is Jesus who can fill us spiritually. It is Jesus who can fill us emotionally. It's Jesus that can fill us in every need we have. But if you're not willing to sit down and eat breakfast with Him, you're not going to fill your tank. He says, Come. Come. Have you done that? Have you come to Jesus? Because that's number one. Number two, have you come and ate breakfast with him? Have you sat down and literally ate breakfast with him? Had conversation with him? Dug into this and had conversation with him? Spent time in prayer. And breakfast is to break the fast. Have you been fasting Jesus? Serious question. Have you been fasting Jesus? We'll break the fast. Sit down and have breakfast with Him. Sit down and have breakfast with Him. Have communication with Him. Be fed by Him. Amen? took the bread. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. Jesus will feed you. Listen to me. He'll feed you if you sit down with Him. If you come to Him. This is now the third time that Jesus showed Himself to His disciples after He was raised from the dead. These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you'll have life in His name. Three times Jesus married his disciples. A number we should pay attention to. A number I'm not going to preach on, but a number we should pay attention to. Three times he met with his disciples after he raised, was raised from the dead. I'm going to invite the praise team to come up. I want to challenge you this week. I want to challenge you that if you have not been Coming to Jesus to eat breakfast. That you do that this week. That you do that. That you honestly, literally eat breakfast with Jesus. He's with you. Take out all the other distractions. Set everything else aside. If you've got to get up before kids, get up before kids. If you've got to set your phone in another room so you don't even care about it, get away from everything and eat breakfast with Jesus.
spend some time with Let him feed you. Let him feed you. If you've not made the decision to come to him with your life, I want to encourage you to do that today. I know that we're a church full of believers. I know that we're a church full of people who, who have already given their life to Christ, but here's the thing. If there's one in here, one inside this building that is not given their life to Christ, I'm going to keep asking, okay? And I don't know if there's one or not. But I'm going to keep asking because I think maybe there's one. So listen, if you have not come to Jesus today, Today's the day. Don't let another day go by that you are not giving your life to Him. He says, if you believe in Me, you will be saved. Know that. Stand on it. And this week, eat breakfast with Him. Eat breakfast with Him. Make it your challenge. Not mine. That you'll eat breakfast with Him this week. And every week from here on out. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I thank You for all that You do. I thank You for Your, your love. I thank You for the offer of salvation. I thank You for the invitation to come and eat breakfast with You. What, a, what an imagery we have of, of the disciples all on the shore going out and fishing. They fish and fish and fish and they... they don't get anything, but you, Lord, you say, hey, cast it out on the right side. And they have abundance. Lord, help us to cast on the right side in your will. Lord, I thank you for that imagery. I thank you for the imagery of Peter jumping out of the boat, plunging into the water to come to you. Lord, I pray that that is us every morning. Every morning that we are plunging into you. God, I thank you for that imagery. Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here this morning that is struggling, they just come to you. Come to you. They give their life to you. And Lord, I pray that we all, that we all come and eat breakfast with you. And we be fed by you. Not this world, not self, but be fed by you. Lord, thank You for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.